everyone. Welcome back to the Witching Hour. I am Perry. This is Haley, and we are happy to be here. It's safe to say that for both of us, right, Haley? I'm putting you on the spot. Hmm. <laughs> Could you imagine if your answer was no? <laughs> Let me think about that. Yes, of course. Um, always. And this is uh, finally a week where we have like there's so much stuff. It feels really weird to have, I guess, theatrical releases to talk about and, and yeah. to start to feel that that shift to normal actually being a very real thing. Like, I think I'm about to uh, RSVP to uh, an in-person screening. Likewise, and we'll see how that goes. I'm very curious, but it is, and like, we're only talking about two of the titles this week, but there are so many. And I mean, in genre, there's a lot, which there's been a big gap. But I mean, if you loop in like everything, like all the new comedy shows, drama shows, Underground Railroad hacks, like uh, everything that's new on Netflix. What the hell? I like it. I I like it. Keep it keep it coming. Although the only downside to all of this is I'm starting to feel that same le- level of stress return. Like I've always been stressed about not being able to cover everything that never went away, but I do feel like that stress level had gone down the last year and now I feel it creeping back up. And I think it's going to be worse than ever because not only did we have more streaming services than ever but also there's going to be new movies and shows and also all the movies and shows playing catch-up that didn't release last year yeah yeah there's a lot all right we're gonna get in we're talking about today yeah we've got so we've got double reviews for you today what we're gonna do is we are gonna give you a non-spoiler review of the movie oxygen which you can stream on Netflix right now. And then we're going to give you both a non-spoiler and a spoiler review of Spiral, the new Saw movie. If you haven't seen it yet, don't worry. We will give you a very, very clear warning when we switch into spoiler mode. Mm -hmm. So let us jump into Oxygen first. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if anyone's been listening for a while, they know that we went hard for Crawl. So obviously Mm -hmm. I was very excited to see what Aja did next. Yes, so I am sticking close to the IMDb synopsis because I don't want to cross over into spoiler territory, which I already saw one review just like blow it in the first sentence. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? People. So- Oxygen, this is the IMDb synopsis. A woman wakes up in a cryogenic chamber with no no recollection of how she got there. As she's running out of oxygen, she must rebuild her memory to find a way out of her nightmare. Excellent synopsis right there. Thank you, IMDb. (laughs) Um, Do you want to start on this one? Because I know you you covered this one a lot. Oh, yeah, a bit. So... We're doing non-spoilers, but by the way, if you want spoilers, I did get a chance to talk to Aja and Melanie Laurent a bit about the film. Laurent, wow, American, so bad. Laurent, kill me, that's humiliating. How would you you say it otherwise? You wouldn't hit that T so hard. I I know, but you know, if I said it, I would also say Melanie Laurent. At least I didn't say Laurent. But anyway, <laughs> so we did We did spend about five minutes of that chat digging into the ending, and we will have that going up on the site this weekend. I but, can't wait to see that. Yes, and they were, they were so lovely. Uh, I always enjoy speaking with him. 
And I almost always enjoy his movies. And this one falls into the enjoyment category. I'm not as over the moon about it as I was about Crawl, but it does maintain a lot of the qualities I really liked in that film, the sort of relentless tension, clever use of space, um, just <laughs> these, these constant additions of new ticking clocks. All of that is really functional here. And um, I think it's one of the the best I've seen of movies that were made right in the smack of the pandemic where I don't think that factor is like harming the film or readily evident. Like they chose a movie that would have worked anyway, the exact same way it does having to film it during the pandemic. Yeah, I'll, I'll second everything you just said. Cause I think we're, I think we're right in line on this one where we won't be on the next. I, mm -hmm. I was, uh, you know, instantly captivated by this in general i i do tend to fall hard for contained thrillers like this it's like you yeah. know i love the movie buried and oh yeah there's there's really uh no better person to lead a movie like this than melanie laurent i that's <laughs> all i got in me i'm sorry she, we are in fact very american she's so good in pretty much everything I've seen her in I can't like I can't think of anything where she doesn't deliver quality work mm -hmm. I, I feel like she is definitely one of those actors who no matter the quality of the movie she's in she always does manage to elevate it so that is very key but you know here with a movie like this it is of the utmost importance to have someone at the center of the film that has you hanging on their every word their every breath their every decision it's not just about you know like the it's not just about her actions and the dialogue that she's stating so much of what this character is going through comes through facial expressions and okay. and and contained and constrained body language. And they do such a good job of making that shine. And that also speaks to Aja's ability behind the lens. And, you know, you really do need a director and a cinematographer here who can, you know, capture that claustrophobic feeling, but also make sure that you've got dynamic camera work so it doesn't suck the life out of the movie. And so it makes you feel like, like she has a chance of figuring it out because you do want that, that feeling that, you know, the air is being sucked out of this chamber and you, you can't move within it, but this is an unraveling mystery and you need something to root for. And I think they find a perfect happy medium between those two things. I would agree. I am very impressed with like how intimate the camera work gets. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, not just the camera work itself, which I thought was really well done and made the most of a very, very small space, but the performance that requires when your camera is in your face that close the whole movie. Something she said in the interview was that uh, they were doing a shot where he was like, it's gonna get really close to your eye. And she was like, no problem, all good. And then ultimately the camera got so close <gasps> to touching her eyelashes. Like, you know how what? Have you ever gone to the eye doctor and gotten the pressure check where I think the machine legit like touches your eyeball? That always, I'm good with, with eye stuff because I wear contacts, but that machine always, you know, I always have to be like, hold on a sec and take a breath before he does it. And so then imagine something similar to that and then you have to perform. It's pretty, she's pretty dang amazing in this movie. And likewise, I would extend, I just think, okay, I said this to you in Slack, I think, I think it's a fairly simple, somewhat occasionally silly type thing, 
that happens or, you know, it's just very lean, mm-hmm. but it is acted and directed like to hell and back. They went for it. I never felt the silliness of it. I definitely thought that this was this was a scenario that to me at least felt like it was taking itself pretty seriously. Yeah, I guess I don't mean that the film itself has a sense of silliness about itself. It's just that sometimes the demands of making a feature length movie out of this concept Mm -hmm. and veer into silly territory. All right. I can, I think I can kind of see what you mean. I'm, I'm picturing a a certain something, certain uh, (laughs) moment of the movie right now, but I, I think that I'm not sky high on this movie, mainly because of just how the mystery unravels. Mm -hmm. It's more of a feeling type thing. I, I do think that, what they decided to do with the with the story and what it's about was was a very smart move with a lot of potential and i think they make it work well it's just a matter of it not being that gut punch holy shit reaction where you know i was engaged from start to finish but i wasn't necessarily on the edge of my seat shouting out loud as you know the oxygen was was slowly diminishing or as reveals were given to me that can be an element where I would apply this silly descriptor is the pace at which the oxygen diminishes according to the needs of the story um, is one of those things where I'm like, all right, fine. But I, I really, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not over the moon. I'm not like, this is an A++, but for me, it's like a solid B, B minus type. Absolutely glad I watched it. Perfect thriller to watch at home on Netflix if you're looking for something cool that goes down easy and is really well made. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. And for anyone who is, you know, living at home with family for what it's worth, this one got the uh, the thumbs up from all members of the Demeroff household, which is, uh, it, it is pretty rare to keep the entire family awake from start to finish. And this one did. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be a hard one to fall asleep in. I think it is very tense. Like you yes. said, I wasn't screaming, but I was tense. Yes. Um, and it does, you know, it's, really accessible so I'm, I make sense to especially for a foreign language film like because mm-hmm. um, it was written in English and they they translated it over oh. to French oh I didn't know that and um, it's it feels like I don't feel like the members of my family who get uh, intimidated by subtitles would have turned it off I think they would have been sucked in and stayed we do have some of that in this house and they, <laughs> they stayed they stayed yeah. All right. Do we want to jump into, I guess, this one is, yeah, we got, we got a lot to talk about, Haley. I know. (laughs) This is it. This is our non-spoiler review of Spiral, which apparently is not called Spiral from the Book of Saw anymore. Is it? What? I don't know. I feel like everywhere, you know, on IMDb and Wikipedia and all the, the go-to sources, had spiral from the book of saw for so long and now I'm not seeing it out there a lot that's very interesting wasn't it i mean that's the title card in the film yeah. isn't it i yeah. thought so yeah unless they changed it over the last few days but yeah know. it said spiral and then it said from the book of saw yeah so this movie stars chris rock as zeke he's a detective and he's the t- detective who gets assigned to lead the investigation into a serial killer, 
a killer that many suspect is a jigsaw copycat. And this particular jigsaw copycat is targeting cops. So that's the the general premise of the movie. <laughs> so I'll tell you this, Haley. So when I when I ended my screener, I was very much in the middle. Like I th- I thought I was so torn on it. But then the more I thought about it and the more I discussed it and dissected it, no, no, I I, I didn't, I didn't like it. There were elements, there were elements of the movie that I did like. For example, I thought that the production value was very high and I liked how the movie was shot. I liked the sense of atmosphere and I really did dig the traps. I know with a Saw movie, that's a top priority. That's, that's, at the absolute heart of this whole idea. I thought that they were well done, they were creative, and as always, they tie into why that victim is being targeted very, very well. Then I would very much applaud the team behind the movie for trying to do what they wanted to do with this, which essentially is putting the Saw blueprint together with a very real problem we struggle with, which is corruption in the legal system. The problem is they take all of that and they just dump it on your lap and leave you with it. They don't actually add anything to the conversation. And even though I I know Saw is about the kills and the gore and all of that, you can't take a concept like that, especially right now, and not do anything with it. It made me feel very empty at the end and frustrated. That's really interesting. And it's something I want to come back to because I'm not sure I can get into my full thoughts without going into some spoilers. But I kind of appreciated the simplicity. Um, I think that it sidesteps a preachy quality by sticking to one core ethos and not making it a super timely, like, the politics it is timely but what they're saying isn't so deeply rooted in the politics of the last five years it's more of a like evergreen like the cops are corrupt evergreen um approach to the situation i think for me it works but i i totally uh appreciate that as a valid criticism and i anticipate a lot of eager reading of different takes on this material i get what you're saying and i think it could have worked as that type of movie had I not solved the mystery (laughs) absurdly early, ridiculously early, where it almost felt like they weren't even trying to hide the whodunit of it all. Oh, this is so hard to discuss it. Yeah, I agree and I don't agree. I I think if the mystery had had worked better for me and been tougher to solve, the, the straightforward, simple approach might've worked. And then I also think that that approach might've worked had, I don't want to necessarily say had the characters have been more likable because I don't necessarily think the main characters had to be super noble or likable given the, the circumstances that they're exploring here. I just found it very grating to watch them have their you know, police station investigation conversations because I feel like almost all of it played like the cops all just hated each other. They were yelling at each other and insulting each other constantly. And I just, I hit the point where I had had enough of that 
And it wasn't even adding anything to the movie. Like I'm watching this grading thing and I'm not even getting any value out of it anymore. That's interesting. That didn't bother me at all, honestly. Um, and I, my biggest performance note would go to Chris Rock, who is obviously no shit an excellent comedian. So he really soars in the scenes where something I really enjoyed about it is I think it does a lot of riffing on the 80s, 90s cop thriller archetype that obviously the first Saw movie was born out of. Like the first Saw is a more extreme neo-noir than Seven and Seven was a more extreme neo-noir than the ones that came before it. And, you know, this is falling into that legacy. So I I loved the the comedic cop action elements that he plays however talented beautiful legend not a horror actor his his horror reaction shots are flimsy <laughs> and redundant um but that's a, I didn't really have any other problems with the cast I thought I I that didn't grate me at all yeah I don't know if I could put all the blame on the cast with my criticism even it could have just been a directing thing or it could have been baked into the script for all I know so I can't necessarily put a finger at point a finger at someone but it just plain old didn't work for me that's fair and just for the record it totally worked for me I dug this movie I had and maybe my expectations were really low but that's not fair we've talked about it so much and I was so excited I guess just um it for me fulfilled like everything I would have wanted from a new Saw movie, going back to basics, giving it a little bit of something to say without making it preachy, um, stepping up the humor so that you take even more of an emotional roller coaster as the film goes on. I think that was exactly the right call. And I think that's why Chris Rock pitched it initially was he was like, these films will be better if you add humor. Um, and he was right. And I really appreciated some layering of like adrenaline boosting so for some reason and I'll talk about this more in spoilers a lot of times the saw traps have no effect on me whatsoever um maybe they're too much these are more simple I think in a lot of ways than some of the you know like later franchise kills are pretty excessive oh, yeah. and over the top um so I think maybe that simplicity really worked on me because they got me going pretty good and then they there are a couple points in the film that I think are really cleverly executed because they get your adrenaline like off the charts with one of the trap scenes and then they'll follow it with an action scene that also keeps your blood pumping um so I just I guess my biggest like piece of positive review for this film is it was really like an experiential viewing experience for me where I was physically physiologically affected by the movie and the way it wanted me to be like it jerked me around exactly how it intended to and I felt it it was that roller coaster hot sauce like you're getting a rush of chemicals through your body feeling I'm so happy you had that feeling. I wish I had that feeling. I wish you did too. Yeah, I I was I was disappointed to not love it as much, but I'm happy that you did and I can see why you did love it. It just it it didn't really work for me. So for anybody out there wondering if you should see Spiral, we've given you, you know, two opinions kind of at the opposite ends. Well, and it, I mean not many people on the staff have seen it yet, but it's an interesting split. So far, it's two of us are very positive, two are very negative, and one is straight up in the middle. All right. 
It's very, I think it's definitely an interesting conversation to have. And it's fascinating when, when a movie winds up being, you know, all over the map like that. And what's interesting to me about this one is often when you and I don't like the same things, it comes down to more of like a tone vibe type thing. Like mm-hmm. I like different types yeah. of horror than you. This is straight up like I like things that you didn't and you yeah. don't like things that I loved. That's interesting. That's different. It really is. I, I can't wait to get into it with specifics. Yeah. So I think we should we should do it now. We should put up the spoiler warning. We should say goodbye to all of our wonderful listeners who have not seen Spiral, but you can come back and listen to the second half of this conversation after yeah. you've seen the movie. This is your one and only spoiler warning. Spiral, spiral, spiral spoilers, spiral spoilers. That's difficult <laughs> to say, but I got it out. So now you've been warned. Spiral spoilers now. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Well, I'll just go with the reveal thing first. I, I okay. was just pulling up the notes that I was taking. So I, I noted down when I thought I had it solved and I solved it at the 28 minute mark. (laughs) And I feel like having solved it early hurt more because it wasn't a situation where I was even getting an inkling beforehand and then it just built into being like, yeah, this one probably did. Like, no, it was it was out of nowhere with what I think was a very poorly constructed scene and shot that just gave it all away right on the spot. And it's when um, uh, Max, what's Max Mangella? Mm-hmm. His character takes Chris Rock's phone mm-hmm. and... Cause you need a charging case. Like, come on. It was just so heavy handed. And in that moment at the 28 minute mark, I wrote, it's the rookie. Okay. Done. And, and then after that, it made other beats that I think were kind of trying to hide who it was even worse. The second you have a body show up in a Saw movie and you don't show how this individual was killed is essentially giving it all away right on the spot. I actually totally agree with that part. I think I just have a different perspective on it. So I did a similar thing, but I, I took a little bit of a different approach. I wrote down every character that was introduced and I put a star next to them every time I thought they were the killer. And by far that did end up being the one with the most stars. Um, That said, I was pretty confident of that before I walked into the movie, like just watching the trailer and stuff like that really seems like the only option. Um, But what I give them credit is that even having kind of made that up in my mind already before I walked in, I did find opportunity to put stars other places. And it was this weird disconnect of me being completely convinced I was right, but also playing the game with their red herrings. I, I, I felt detached. The body then I, I was felt detached from the I think the problem for me is I felt detached from the game of it all after the cell phone scene because I think there is a scene I think there is one scene between Chris Rock and Sam Jackson before where I was thinking maybe it's the father mm-hmm. but then the second the cell phone scene popped up I'm like all right game over I'm not playing along anymore because <laughs> I didn't feel the need to and it turns out I didn't need to but that's not as clever I, as you I, have a, that I didn't 
I should have immediately thought the same thing you did, but I didn't. I just I have, laughed. Dumb I joke. Have a question for you. Do, like, do you think it was a high priority for them to keep the mystery a mystery and to encourage people to play along? Because I, I admitted this in my review. I, like, I don't have certainty on the matter. I, I can't fully... I can't fully say whether I think this, that this was a movie that was prioritizing the whodunit or just didn't care if you knew who it was. I almost agree with that. I think they were pri- prioritizing it for about 30 minutes or so. And then, because even at the ultimate reveal, um, okay, first of all, again, the body is like, the, the, there's no coming back from that. Every single person who's seen a Saw movie knows at that point, or any movie probably, that that's, that's your dead giveaway, not a chance. Um, and in the reveal where he's like standing there, it almost feels like, and here he is, the guy mm-hmm. you've been waiting for that you knew was going to be here. I don't know. It was an, I'm, I have that same question of how much they intended it to be mysterious. Which I, I think it could have worked I think it could have worked one way or the other, but no, like it, like it, it can't work. I didn't take that back. It can't work if they're prioritizing the mystery. If they're prioritizing the mystery of the whodunit, it's a big old failure. If they're going the other route and they don't care about the mystery of it all and revealing that it was him from you know the 30 minute mark, let's say, it could have worked had the movie had more substance in terms of his mission and what he was trying to achieve. It's like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that the simplicity of the movie, I think the simplicity of the movie would have worked had the mystery part worked, mm-hmm. but the simplicity of the movie doesn't work if there's no substance to the individual orchestrating it all who was revealed very early on in the movie. That's very interesting. And I don't just like, obviously I do disagree because I like the movie, but I don't think that that's like a wrong statement. Of course it would work better with one really strong element firing. Um, from like, I can't even say why, I guess for me, the simplicity is what I like about it almost. Uh, there's, I, it, what, it seems to be a recurring thing I keep saying to you is like from the traps to the thesis, uh, not so much the mystery. Like I do kind of wish it was it played a little longer, but I had fun with the part that I did play along. Um, so I kind of, I really find the simplicity to be a strength in a very specific way that I feel that is I I know that your like saw opinions are going to vary on this depending on how you feel about the franchise. I was so relieved that they just shed the mythology almost entirely and told a new story. Like if it turned out that somebody was somebody's lost nephew, I would have fucking lost it. Did you did you see in Slack someone shared that Wikipedia yeah. page with that like yeah okay so that's the exact kind of shit that I was like don't do it don't do it that's not there though no it's not um I don't that has to be a fan theory that just got picked up or something or maybe it was a previous cut I don't know but I'm so glad it's not the version we wound up in uh wound up in the wikipedia page I don't know it's it's actually in the I think it's in the first the first paragraph no it's not never mind i'm giving it too much credit now um i wish i could find that now i'm like not finding that maybe it was removed uh, basically the gist was that the killer was like uh 
Jigs, the original John Kramer's illegitimate son and that they co-killed one of the former murders together. No, it's a hard no for me. I think me. it was removed from the Wikipedia page. I'm not saying because it's wrong. Oh, it's very wrong. Um so <laughs> with with what happens with the reveal, another so all right, I'm gonna backtrack actually. First thing is I felt the movie working as a Saw fan. I, f- I feel like it's one of those, it is one of those situations where, you know, it's something that we have with a lot of franchises where if you're a big fan of the concept and you like living in that world, there is inherent entertainment value in it. And I felt that when I would hear some of the, the original theme come in, when I saw the traps in action, there, there was some of that like buzzy energy to it that I was enjoying. Mm-hmm. I think part of the problem for me with it being completely detached from the original Jigsaw's plan is I had a really hard time reconciling what Max Mangella's character was trying to do. Because when it came to Jigsaw, it was always about teaching someone a lesson. And these traps didn't feel like teaching someone a lesson. Yes, they do give someone a pretty nasty out, whether it's ripping your fingers or your tongue off. But I wasn't getting the sensation like his Jigsaw killer really wanted them to see the error of their ways and and reform. And that's always been at the heart of the franchise. So I I felt the disconnect there and it was it was confusing me and it was taking away from what I thought the purpose of all of this was at the very beginning. I thought about this a lot. Okay. <laughs> um my take, I don't actually think that and I would love to see someone ask the filmmakers about this. Um, I don't actually think those traps were winnable. Um, my read on it is that this was all for Zeke. Yeah. He's the one who needs to learn the lesson. And that, like he says at the end, we won't apply it to individuals, but to a system. Like those traps weren't meant to enlighten those individuals. Those individuals' horrific deaths were meant to change the system. Um, it's not like a hundred percent, but I do my, my like fan theory, my head canon is that those were not traps they could have won. But then I, I still have, I still have more questions. So that, that was my read on it too. Like, I, I don't think he was really out to copy the original Jigsaw's mission when it comes to reform via traps. Mm-hmm. I definitely think the traps were designed to, I, th- I don't even think that they were all the whole thing was designed to uh, change Zeke all that much. Like it, it, it felt more like a mission that his that Mangela's character was hoping would end with um, Zeke just teaming up with him and reforming reforming the uh, reforming law enforcement from the inside. But even then, even if the movie didn't end the way it it did. And Zeke was like, yep, I'm going to go along with your plan. We're going to fix the system. Like, what were they even going to do to fix the system? Were they just going to continue to kill off cops with these traps? I just, I got very, very confused about the purpose of it all, ultimately, and how they, how he was going to go about continuing this mission. So my other take is like, Hmm. I don't know if Zeke had like resoundingly passed the test and I guess the transformation would have been like um, 
a reappraisal of the system entirely because we know that he's his whole thing is he's not okay with dirty cops and he yeah. like turned one in or whatever but also like making him realize that that was his dad and that everything he believed was the dirty like it's not just a dirty cop it's a dirty system um that I guess would be the lesson I would think he was trying to learn but there's also a part of me that thinks like he maybe just wanted revenge like and this is all just a really nasty revenge story which which I think would be fine see Mm -hmm. that I think could that I think could have worked with the simplicity and the nature of the traps if it was just like screw screw all of the ideas that the original jigsaw had in terms of actually making these people better let me just get my revenge through these really elaborate miserable traps that my victims can't even get out of but then take zeke out of the equation Mm. him him essentially like it did feel like he orchestrated most of this for zeke someone who was not behind these other cops behavior to begin with well i guess he sees him as the possible ally in the you know the wolf's den and then something else that like in terms of reforming um, and this is totally maybe just a random tangent, but we do see that scene where Zeke is like actively torturing a man. Now that man did just try to shoot him with an automatic weapon, um, mm-hmm. but that's like cowboy shit. That's not caught. Like that's not yeah. how the police force is supposed to work. Um, so like that could have been a point of reformation because he does give him a look when that's happening, like so as to sort of stop him from the slide into his own corruption. But that's me putting so much into what's not really expressed. And I feel like it's moments like that that contributed to making me not like the cops in general and like the environment that they they were all creating. Like I, re- I really had no, like it felt like I had no positive outlet or or hope and it felt like kind of feels silly saying that about uh about a saw movie but even when i look back even though a lot of terrible people are caught up in the traps there's always that 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 tinge of of hope and like if it feels it has to feel like goodness is within reach to a point to make you sit there and wonder will this person change their ways and get out of the trap like mm-hmm. that was the other thing with all of, actually, yeah, I, I'm first thinking about this now, with all of the traps, even though I, I dug the design and I definitely had that, you know, cringing feel and I'm sitting, you know how much I love this shit too, sitting there wondering like, would I do that to save my own yeah. life? I never for a second with any of the traps thought that any of them were going to do the thing to save their life. And, mm-hmm. and that, that really hurts the value of the trap when one you're not sure if they're winnable at all but also I never thought that any of the characters were going to even try to win it but I don't so I don't really understand that because to me it seems pretty much like Fitch and Garza went straight to trying to win like Fitch did not hesitate he's bit down immediately he went for it probably the fastest That's, i've seen anyone in this saw trap okay, just go I, yep, done you're right i should i should walk back that statement saying any of them because 
I, Fitch is probably a, a great example, actually, of them being unwinnable because you bite down, but then from the pain, you have no, you have, you, you're not able to bite the entire time to actually win the game. So that's, and I think that, you that's probably a, a good example of, of what? Oh, sorry. I think we crossed uh, technology for a second. That we did. Uh, <laughs> I, I said he only screamed like once or twice, too. It's not like he dallied. He was yeah. doing it. What, what was the other trap that you mentioned? Oh, Garza uh, with the wax. Like she started pressing her neck down, but that, I don't even- I don't that think that was voluntary. I, Cause I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was another, I think that was another situation. So I think that her attitude was, was like, fuck you, I'm not playing along. And I think that that trap was designed to do just that. Basically sever the spine, no matter what she decided interesting well the the other one the other one that i think um now that you're bringing this up had had very clear signs of playing along although it was more so zeke's trap was um i believe his name his first name was peter the other guy with the glass shooting at him he was you know i i do think that if he had any control over the situation he probably would have tried to save himself right in order to get out of it but it that wasn't that wasn't really his trap anyway no it wasn't um interesting i guess what is evident from this conversation is uh complicating the 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 mythology of the traps to the extent that they did without clarification on the characters within them didn't work so well because we don't even like agree necessarily on their behavior in the traps, then there's obviously a disconnect in storytelling there. Yeah, I I think that's a good way to describe it all. <laughs> I was also getting a little frustrated with how obvious it was that these characters were walking into their trap. Yeah. I mean, the setups, come on. <laughs> Let me go off on my own into an abandoned building and I'm not gonna get caught in a trap. Let me go downstairs to the police office basement. I mean, it's it's her office where she works and it is in theory, the cop's job to run into scary places. But it's not, it's not even, it's not even just stating like cop in the building goes down to the basement and saying, oh, that gives it all away. It was the way it's shot. It's the way right. that the music kicks in. It, it basically tells, and it, those moments also take a while. I feel like it's telling you for five minutes that this person is going to be the next to be in a trap. And then when they're in a trap, it's not like that. I mean, that was the other thing is that I, I feel like other than the, you know, the cringiness of the traps themselves, this movie had no good scares. Like a, a lot of the previous installments that I really like have that jump scare of that successful jump scare of being attacked and then waking up in the trap. And that creates like an immediate jolt before the holy shit, look where I am right now feeling. Whereas every time that happened, it's like I saw it coming from a mile away. So that jolt never happened and it never supported the trap itself. That is very true. There are no jump scares. It's not, it's not that approach. And I, for me, that works because I, again, I like that sort of 80s cop comedy slash 90s neo-noir thriller vibe they were working with. But you're totally right. It's a definitely a different approach. I think they tried jump scares though. Cause it's like every time the pig mask comes after someone, 
Like it, it feels like it has that kind of edit style where it's like, cover the face, take them away. Like <laughs> oh, that's, that's have a, that one move really. That's an attempt. That's an attempt at having the jump scare effect. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. This whole conversation is interesting and it's, it's, I don't know. This movie is fascinating <laughs> to me because of how, how strongly we differ on it. And I can't wait to watch it again, especially knowing like it's almost impossible that I could have that same physiological reaction now that I know everything that happens. So maybe without that, I'll be like, yep, nope, don't like this movie after all. But I, I really enjoyed it. I'd be very curious to know what you think after a second. Not, and I don't want it to come across like I'm rooting for you to like be on team, not like it. Like I want you to keep liking it, but I, I am, I would be very interested to know what the reaction is on a second viewing. And it's also, I mean, I kind of teed this up at the beginning, but I'm not the biggest like Saw fanatic. I, I enjoy about three to four. I genuinely like two of them. Um, you know, like there are two of them that I will watch repeatedly. The rest, there are two other ones that I have seen a couple times and the rest are like a one and done or for work only situation. Which are the two that you would repeat watch? One and two. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I think I'm, I'm one and two, but then I would put on a second tier three. And then also I know I'm in the minority on this one, but five. Oh yeah. So for me, it would be three and six would be on the second tier that like I've seen a few times, but I'm not eager to watch a lot. Really the only one of the franchise that makes me go like, fuck this shit is seven. That's awful. I despised set. Like I was, I was on and, and, you know, I'll, I'll loop this one in. I like, no, I didn't like it. I don't think it's a good movie, but I wasn't miserable watching it by any means. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do think that's where the saw of it all comes in handy is there, there's something about the vibe and, and the style that will always get me to a degree. It did not get me in seven whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. I, was miserable watching that movie. Seven is the the final destination of the franchise. There's oh. no doing it. They're just the ones that you're like, oh God. I wanted to be like, oh, the final destination. Why'd you even bring it up? But like, I don't think I could even compare the final destination to Saw 7 because at least in the final destination, like I know the movie sucks and I can't stand the way that they use 3D in it, but those kill sequences are still really well done so when that and i think that's a big part of the reason why when that movie is on even though i don't like it compared to the other ones and think it pales in comparison significantly i can't turn it off it always it always gets me i definitely can turn it off (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean it's they're just for me they're too you know i feel like most horror franchises have one that you're like oh fuck not that one and that would be the final destination and saw seven for me and also i don't know it's interesting like the the intense reactions we're seeing to this this saw movie or spiral as it were um they did not feel as intense for Jigsaw. I feel like people put a lot of pressure on this one because of Chris Rock and oh Samuel L. Jackson. Like Jigsaw was a mess, but there was no like huge hullabaloo about it. It was just kind of like, yep, wasn't very good. Well, it also felt like Jigsaw played within within the 
like colored within the lines more, you know? Oh, that's part of what I did not like about it. It was like one of the guiltiest of that outrageous overextension of the mythology well past its like viability. But maybe that speaks to the, you know, like it's just like, it's just not a great movie reaction versus having such a big divide. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. That's probably why people are much more passionate either way. Yeah. And, you know, I know we always want to keep our expectations in check, but when you say something like a new Saw movie with Chris Rock and Samuel L. (laughs) Jackson, I mean, I would think it'd be impossible not to have a certain level of expectations going in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I'm curious to see the general reaction. I'm so curious to see how it performs at the box office. You think we're going to get another? Um, I what guess did you, I, wait, what did you think of the ending? Um, like what specific thing about the, it? Like what feeling did you have? Because it is such a hard cut that I was like, what? It's oh, I, I appreciated that. It totally, you know, it's a callback to the first one. I know, but I mean, maybe this also speaks more to my complaints about the story itself. Like, again, I, I like I felt empty. Like a moment doesn't work like that when I'm not excited about what it left me to think about. Yeah, that's, I guess for me, it's the, I didn't need to think about a new Saw movie too much. Maybe that was my, like, I came in with low expectations because for me, like the ending just closed the circle, so to speak. It like his whole thesis was that cops shoot first ask questions later and sure enough he set him up and that's what happened yeah uh for me that's a nice i don't it works i mean you gotta yeah, the, like, touch. the ending where the ending works well when when you consider that it's just like i don't know it just feels like one gigantic missed opportunity where it's just like surface level stuff dropped in your lap when like an idea like that could have been so much more. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know. I see your point. I also am like, I guess it comes back to like, I didn't expect that from a Saw movie. And maybe that's a me problem and me like devaluing the franchise. I just, it's not. I went in with a reasonable set of what I think it could and would accomplish. And it did that. Or maybe it's a me problem. And I went in thinking a Saw movie could be something more and maybe not even that it can't, but maybe, maybe it just wasn't intended to be. So. Right. I guess it's not a you problem. You're right. Like that would be the ideal is some like big minded, really aspirational type project where everybody does everything to make it. I just didn't expect that. All right. <laughs> well we are going to agree to disagree on this one i'm very and and even though i didn't like it i truly mean this i'm very happy that you liked it i am too i was uh almost dreading hitting play on the screener not not like because i didn't want to watch it because there had been so much build-up and i was like what if I just hate every second of this, which I guess is kind of your experience. Hate is a little strong, but I was very happy with my experience. No, I, de- I definitely didn't. I definitely didn't hate it. I think, I think most of like my intense reaction and, and like the, the type of hurt that comes with that level of disappointment is, is seeing, seeing a franchise that I am, I am a fan of get all of these 
really promising pieces together and then not making as much with them as they could have when it seems like everything was in the palm of their hands, you know? I think that's where like the more intense disappointment comes from versus like flat out hating the movie. Totally. I don't know. And another thing that like kind of teed me up for what I thought it was going to be was the Chris Rock had said like he liked Saw, he didn't want to change it too much. And also the fact that they brought back Darren Lynn Bousman, I was like, mm-hmm. so they're clearly trying to stick to what people like about it. I don't know, I my, my vibe was that it would be pretty tried and true to the format. And I think it was, except for really the one thing you've said that made me go, well, that is a change is the lack of other types of scares. It's just the traps. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. But for me, I guess to bounce back to one thing I said before, I guess for me, the way they worked around that, that was fine for me was the uh, introducing more action of a different variety, specifically when they go, I think it's straight from the finger trap to mm-hmm. busting into like a drug house or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one with the guy with the automatic weapon. It's like a high action thrills uh, cop action scene. And that for me kept the, the energy up. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know where to go with this bummer. I'm I'm trying so hard not to like take away your enjoyment, but be like, yeah, like okay. All right. I think that's it. I think Eric does not want to play a game. No, I don't. (laughs) That that also goes against my whole movie loving mentality of like, can I survive this situation? But no, I don't want to play these games. They scare me. Okay, I have one more really easy, simple, stupid question. I love uh, stupid questions. What do you think of the new voice? I wasn't that bothered by it. I kind of liked it. It was creepy. I don't I, I don't want to say I I liked it, but I was I was like totally fine with it. Like right. that, that didn't concern me or, or you know rub me the wrong way whatsoever. So I guess it worked. All right. <laughs> All right. Before we say goodbye to everybody, what are you working on, Haley? What do you want to promote today? Well, well, uh, we do have that oxygen and junket situation going up this weekend. Um, I will be updating my saw ranking next week. I don't want to do that because you know how I feel about ranking movies. And I wrote that like three years ago, but whatever. Because I wrote a Texas Chainsaw one at the same time, right? Or was I that like even longer? I think it was longer ago. ago. Oh my God. Yeah, that's when I did. Uh, I was living in New York when I wrote that. Yeah, that's when I did Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. But anyway, I will attempt to do that. And you can see just how much I like Spiral when I make up my mind about it that I will absolutely change a few days later. All right. I don't have a ladies night to promote this week yeah. because we, well, we've been, we've actually shot four of them for the month of June and I'll just tell you guys they're they're real good (laughs) they're great conversations I don't like patting myself on the back so I'm not doing that I'm just telling you that my guest was delightful and spoke about their project with passion I'll promote I have my those who wish me dead interviews going up this weekend and I really liked that movie so that's good that was another one that like we could have kind of talked about, but I haven't seen it yet. So maybe we'll do a little. A yeah, little next week. I, I think you should watch it. I'm oh, I, I plan to talk about it or not just because I think it's really good. I think you should watch it. You know, I love a, a classic survival thriller. I'm all about it. All right. We're out of here. That's it.
That's your oxygen and spiral heavy episode of The Witching Hour. You have officially survived The Witching Hour. Mm-hmm.